Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, April 16th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. We have a 10-game NBA DFS slate here, Coach. And I do have to say happy birthday to my nephew, Tuck, here on the 16th, wow. who is actually a frequent listener to our podcast. So happy birthday, Tuck. And Beautiful. Happy birthday, sir. Yeah. And we've got a big Friday night, Coach, with a big slate, which is uh, what, I, what I know that you like. Yeah, I'm ecstatic. I mean, anytime we get double digits games, I'm in my glory. I mean, it seems like everybody else hates them and complains when it's over six games or seven games at the max. But the more, the better. And, you know, I, I always say that and everybody, you know, uh, mentions that in Discord. But really, my reasoning is that I, I feel the more you have to prepare, you know, it's going to favor those of us that prepare properly and spend a long time doing it. So, you know, you can scramble around in a like last night with a four game slate, you know, and, and put a little bit of time in and come up with some decent things. But you can't slide by on these double digit slates. So I'm all about, uh, you know, loving our edge and our advantage on these large slates and can't think of a better way to start off the weekend with a, a very competitive 10 gamer. Yeah, and you mentioned the last night's four-game slate, and I do just want to mention how that finish in the Celtics game was one of the most bizarre things Strange. I've seen recently with DFS, um, with the Celtics just getting up to about a 10 or 12-point lead there into the third quarter, the starters go out, and then the bench blew up the lead to about 25, and it looked like the Boston starters weren't going to play again, so I was worried about my, my hybrid lineup, which had a bunch of Celtics. It had Kemba and Tatum and, and Thompson, um, right. and then the guys in uh, Phoenix were able to get my, my, my lineup over the cash line, and then it could have been a lot better if the Celtics had had decent run in the fourth quarter, but that blowout took away all the minutes, and then it was crazy how... The Lakers got back into it, and they had to bring Tatum and Brown back in. Uh, but then only Brown really produced in the last couple of minutes. Tatum, Tatum didn't add anything. So just kind of weird to have such a blowout all of a sudden and then come back and they dust off a couple of the starters. But um, you strange. Know. It was a strange night all the way around. It just odd games last night. Yep, yeah. That, that can happen on a four-game slate where you get yeah. the, the, the Giannis is in and then he just doesn't quite produce per minute like he usually does. And then if you have one game turn into a blowout, it really shakes things up. But And then what about the Schroeder thing? Good right. Lord. Oh, he was goodness. in, then he was in out. And out, he in, out. In, doubtful. Foot we infection. We had to switch our now, lineups. Now he's starting. Three times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, I'm glad that's over with. Yeah, we'll see how it all balances out here with these 10 games. No back-to-backs tonight, Coach, but we do have five teams on the front end of a back-to-back. Yeah, Two- I love it, though, too, because, that, again, for 20 teams playing and none of them, not, we don't have to worry about it being the second night of a back-to-back. That's a big plus. It evens yeah. the playing field. You know? I mean, of course, we have San Antonio on the front end of a back-to-back. Well, that's, so. <laughs> yeah. that's like counts as two teams right, right exactly <laughs> so and then two totals over 230 including yeah. some um some nice action here early some oftentimes we get the later games where we get these higher totals but we got some teams on the east coast now that we like the wizards the pelicans have have come east here brooklyn yeah. brooklyn on this slate so get us started here on the early side yeah i i mean this is this is an outstanding uh outstanding slate with a lot of a lot of moving parts, and and I'll tell you this: usually you see this the last few weeks of the regular season where there's tons of guys sitting, but in this, you know, we're not post-COVID yet; we're still COVID world. Uh, that with the you know people in the around the NBA are saying it's a bit of a compressed schedule with you know five games and seven days, etc. And we're seeing a lot of guys get hurt, so you know. It just it, it really amplifies, Andrew, that the need to come aboard with Coach Talk because that's this is what we're doing 24-7. We are on these these player moves, these injuries, these COVID sits. And uh, you know, as competitive as it is in DFS, you can't make a mistake on any of those guys. So definitely join us. And listen, if uh, if you if you want to jump in even a three-day pass, dfscoachtalk.com can sign up right there also if you're watching this on youtube on the way in here quick second hit the thumbs up 
subscribe, click the, the alert button up in the top corner. That really, really helps us. We keep this in front of the paywall seven days a week, uh, and that is our big ask on YouTube each day. All right, as you mentioned, the first game on the slate is the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Detroit Pistons. It is the first night of a back-to-back for Detroit. Um, it is minus three Detroit, only 215 on the over-under. And this is definitely the game with the most player news. So get buckle up for this one, Andrew, and get out two pencils instead of one. You've got uh, Hall, Poku, Muscala, Deck, and Shea all out for Oklahoma City. Uh, Dort is back, so you can get the Dorcher Chamber ready tonight. He is back. And then Detroit has just a a smidgen of guys out. Plumlee, Grant, Joseph, Ellington, Smith Jr., Magruder. So you wonder how they're even throwing a lineup together, uh, you know, to get this done. I got the B team ready for tonight. Yeah, or G League team or whatever developmental team they've got. But very interesting. And for this game, because we have such a big schedule, we don't want to make this a a super long podcast because we know – Everybody's busy, but let me give you the probables just for this game because there's so many guys out. Um, you know, it's looking like Maladon, Dort, Baisley, Roby, and Brown, very possibly the starting team for the Thunder. And right now they've got Detroit penciled in with Saban Lee, Frank ja- Jackson, Josh Jackson, Sadiq Bay, and Isaiah Stewart. So again, those aren't confirmed, but wanted to give you just a quick snapshot here because even though this game is sort of a disaster uh i i gotta i'm interested because again we're going to be in a scenario here where there are certain guys that should get a lot of shots and that could be the value now with all these teams and every all the news value is going to open up like it does every day but initially i like some value here andrew i like uh I think Josh Jackson, he's gonna he always takes a lot of shots when he's in there. I think you can even consider Sadiq Bay. And one of my favorite payups, or not payups, but value plays is Isaiah Stewart. You know, I always talk about him and love when Plumley's out because he's, you know, he's the man there at center. Um now he, you know, he's not a complete lock and load because he does go against a combination of Moses Brown and Mr. Bradley there on the other side, who are both adept defenders and some big guys in the middle. But I'll take Isaiah Stewart's hustle and uh, competitiveness. And with the minutes, uh, I think he's very in play. Uh, On the OKC side, again, you know, there are a lot of good guys. Maladon's not a bad play because he's going to have the ball in his hands probably 35 minutes in this game. So just something to look at. Uh, you can go the opposite direction uh, if you want to, you know, look at a few of the bigs from Oklahoma. The only problem is their their prices are great, but there's somewhat of a rotation there with Baisley, Roby, Brown, and Bradley. A lot of sharing of rebounds and things. So even though they're tempting, uh, you know, initially I'm not going to go there unless no other value opens up. So. Maybe a one-off from Oklahoma City, maybe a one-off from Detroit. Certainly not a key game. However, you know, you could grab a, a 40 or 50-burger guy. And I'll last guy I'll mention before I turn it back to you, because you're probably chewing on your fingers that I didn't mention him. Yes, Lugans Dort is an <laughs> option today. <laughs> hey, if he's going to take 25, 30 shots, you know, how could he not be an option? And you know he's got his nose in the middle of everything so you know and he doesn't have normally he has to play and guard he guards everybody from lebron to Kawhi to kyrie irving you name it he guards pretty much every position there's not really a stud pay up guy from the detroit side that he has to play who's he going to guard initially saban lee or jackson or who knows so i equate that to you know dort being fresh off the game off and uh, not having to exert quite as much energy defensively. So, yes, I will very possibly follow the Dort uh, Dorantula train here and go from there. So that's yeah. what I got game one. 
Yeah, Dort's certainly in the mix. There are a lot of small forwards I like on this slate on FanDuel. But you're right, he is rested because he scored 42 and then he took the night off. Uh, so pretty solid situation for him. And this yep. game in general, I think it's kind of fun. It's one of the fun things about DFS this year is trying to figure out how these rotations are going to go with all the moving parts. And yes. this is a perfect example of it. And I, I kind of think on the OKC side, they may go a little smaller and okay. move Roby back to the bench and start Svi again and and maybe okay. go with Maladon, Svi, Dort, um, Baisley, and, and Moses Brown. And then in that case, Svi Michalik is a possible value option on FanDuel only where he's 3,600. Uh, okay. Again, going up against his own team here. And... Yeah. Um, and Dort would be the only guy, the, the other guy I would look at here on OKC. I'm not going to play both of those guys, but one of them is a possibility. And interesting, when they played before, um, Stewart did a pretty good job against Moses Brown. Held him to 11-5, and five, while Stewart got 12-6 and six in only 22 minutes. Right. So I, I do prefer Stewart over Moses Brown here as a cheaper option. We definitely like playing him when he starts. It's not... A, a, an awesome spot dealing with those guys like you mentioned but he's he's in play for me as well and then with the guards for Detroit here's another interesting one to try to figure out I think Killian Hayes could step up here and maybe get the start he's possibly trending back up in minutes and he's a really nice price so he's he's in play for me today as a value play and I think Dort will most likely start on Josh Jackson I mean I would think it would be Jackson or Bay and Eileen yeah. Jackson, so I, I probably will shy away from him. Uh, and then Diallo would be a, a GPP consideration. But, uh, yeah, interesting here to try to sort it out and, and certainly could be a one-off for me to, to get things started. Yeah. The next 7 o'clock game is a little bit more high-profile, Coach. On ESPN, the Clippers and the 76ers, two title contenders, 224.5 total, 76ers favored by three. Big injury news here is that Kawhi is questionable. Uh, PG should be back out there. Ibaka, Beverly still out. And then on the Sixers side, Tobias Harris questionable, as well as Dwight Howard. So this is a game with two really good defenses here, 10th and 2nd. And we don't have the great pace from the Clippers, but good pace from the 76ers. Good offenses on both sides. And I may get a guy or two here from this one. I like uh, Mr. Embiid tonight. Uh, I like the matchup against Zubats. I like the way he's been trending. Uh, 33 minutes last time, smashed against Brooklyn, 39 and 13. So he's a a pay-up option for me on this slate. I think there's a lot of value that we're going to get to that will allow us to get several studs here. And he's one one guy I'm looking at. you could also look at Ben Simmons here if Tobias is out. I, I like Simmons's price on FanDuel at sixty nine hundred. Um, you know, with potentially Kawhi out along with Beverly, uh, two right. terrific defenders uh, that really yeah. narrows the field of guys who can slow down Ben Simmons in the, in the open court. So those are the two guys I'm probably looking at on on the Sixer side is is paying up. For Embiid or Simmons, and then with the Clippers, um, we'll see how the starting lineup shakes out. If Kawhi sits and we get Luke Kennard starting, he's cheap again on FanDuel at 3,800. Marcus Morris is in play for me, one of your favorite values. Although now he's mid 5K range, so yeah, not, he's moved up, not quite, quite the value. Yeah, and then with the guards, Reggie Jackson was awesome last game, but that was. You know, in Detroit, he got hyped up for that. He talked about it after the game, how much it meant uh, yeah. to, to play well there in you know the the city where he really grew up and matured in. Uh, Rondo is is a cheap option off the bench. There's a lot of guards on this slate, coach, in that 3K range that are going to be options. I mean, Killian Hayes in that first game, Rondo. There's really four or five of them. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'd like to look at one of those guys in a lot of my lineups. Uh, so Rondo would be an option. Not my favorite, but just wanted to point him out. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking at Embiid tonight. What do you think about that pay-up option? You know, I don't think it's bad. Um, I don't have him in my player pool at this moment. You know I'm a big Joel Embiid guy. I, mean, I had him the other day 
in he was 20 some percent owned which is low for him and smashed i just my concern in this game is is the the overall pace with both teams you know being pretty proficient defensively i just don't know if this game is going to have quite the pace uh for for some of these high priced guys uh to pay off and there are some huge high high priced guys here now Simmons, I believe, will be guarded by Paul George, so that is going to take him out, and and vice versa. I think Simmons will also guard George. So, uh, a two two defenders that I really respect. So I'm not going to go on either side of that, even if Kawhi sits, because George will then become extremely highly owned, and he's been hot. But Ben Simmons is a ridiculous defender. His length, uh, he bothers you, and. Uh, just enough, I think, to you know, not have uh, George go off because if Simmons overplays him and he drives, you know, you got Joel, who I personally believe is the best rim protector in the league. So I'm not going to go there. You know, Kawhi, if he starts, obviously that that shuffles the deck, but it doesn't shuffle the duck deck for me with George. It it would if if my man Morris is back, even he, though he's clipped over the 5K mark. In price, I think he's a great play if more, if Leonard sits. So I want to. I really need to know that news. Um, you know, he's the guy I'm interested in on that side of the ball. On the Philly side, um, you know, this Tobias Harris news is, is really huge too. Um, I think if Harris does sit, that certainly amplifies uh, your Embiid pick and makes that something that I'll seriously consider. But this is such a big game. They're both they both have basically the same record, one game different. I I you know, Harris is usually a gamer. He doesn't sit a lot. So my initial breakout here, I, I have Harris in, but we certainly need that news. And that's what uh you know has me not looking at uh Embiid. Now, if Harris sits and and Dwight Howard sits, who's also questionable. You know, now you're talking about being pretty thin at the big, uh, and that's when, you know, with the double sit there, I think then Embiid uh, really has to become a stronger option because every minute he gets on the floor, it's another, you know, he's 1.6 DFS points per minute, so 1.63. So you gotta you got to consider that. Um, if some of those guys play, though, this isn't going to be a focal point for me. I mean, you know, my, my theory on especially on Friday nights, a big night for people to watch NBA, and then the TNT nights are big also. But, uh, you know, I think these these national TV games get over-owned. Everybody wants to get a star or two uh, to follow. And I just don't think, especially if these guys play that are questionable, that it's conducive just to a smash. So if, they're, if those guys are in, uh, and I'm talking about, you know, Kawhi, um, Harris, and Howard, then it's going to be a total pass for me. And only if a combination of them, uh, you know, don't play, will I take a look at a possibility of Morris or Embiid. Yeah, and I agree with you on Paul George. He has really been hot. Four straight games over 50 fantasy points. But I yeah. think this could be a good time to fade him with the higher price and with the Simmons defense. I'll tell you, if, if I had it, if I had to choose a guy in the entire NBA, bar, I mean talking every single player, to slow down Paul George, I'd probably pick Ben Simmons. Yep. And it just happens to be that's that's who he's going to be guarding. All right, let's go on to game three. It is also a 7 o'clock game. There's three of them. And it's uh, the New Orleans Pelicans and the Washington Wizards. And, of course, as fate would have it, the old coach gets the highest game on yeah, the board. Yeah, big time. Two. 239 and a half, mate. I think it's going to go with like 242. That's my prediction. Uh, and Pel- Pelicans favored by two. So we're expecting a close game as well. The only one piece of huge news here is we need to know if Ball is going to play or not. He is questionable. And that is a big piece of news. It affects uh, that lineup for sure. Um, you know, if this isn't your favorite game, then you haven't been watching a whole lot of basketball lately because neither one of these teams plays defense. Both of these teams can get up and down the floor. And, man, this this game could just be crazy good as far as 
you know, especially jumping out to a big start here. So I've, you know, I've been sour the last few weeks on going double studs from one team. I think, you know, sometimes it pays off. There's no question about it, especially in a real high scoring game or if you get an overtime. But generally, on a on a slate this big with 20 teams, I'm not going to go like a Westbrook and Beal. And it's just, I think it's almost like betting against yourself a little bit because Yes, they both could do very well, but can they both completely smash? Uh, you know, maybe a one in ten chance that happens. So I think you got to just buckle down and choose the stud that you want. Um, you know, I'm I love going stud on each side here, and I'm going to go Zion, who's a plug and play. He's one of my favorites tonight, and on the other side, I'm going Westbrook. So lots of money spent here. Uh, you know, I just don't like the defensive matchups against Westbrook here. If ball plays, he's okay defensively. And if not, then you're looking at a bunch of other guys, either Bledsoe or uh, uh, what's the I, – I lose his name here. Najee Who's the young? No. Kyra Lewis young, Jr. Kyra Lewis Jr. So I think it would be one of those guys probably guarding him, and I, I don't see how they, they slow him down at all. You know, Beal stepped up the last game, had quite a few points. He's feeling better. So, you know, I'm not saying Beal's a bad play at all, but I slightly favor Westbrook. And then I like some of the ancillary guys here as well, Andrew, with all of these criteria. Basically, all the criteria that we like to, to stack on is present in this game. Um, I, I don't want to spend up for Ingram here as the second stud, but, you know, I think you can consider – the possibility of seeing what happens with ball. If ball plays and he doesn't have a minutes restriction, I think he's in play. If not, Lewis Jr., I think you can look at him possibly. Uh, maybe a Najee Marshall. we got to see who's going to start and if ball's out to determine you know who that second guy is. Um, even a Steven Adams, believe it or not, is going to get some consideration at his cheaper price because of all the increased amount of possessions. Uh, on the Washington side, you know, I, I really like Rui Hashimura all the time. Uh, he's at his price, but it has gone up. And not sure if he's going to be able to stay out of foul trouble if he wins the lottery and gets to <laughs> guard Zion. So, um, you know, a little concern, not as high on Hashimura as I normally would be. Um, a couple of contrarian looks here. Maybe a Den Denny Advia. He's getting better. He's going to get big minutes. And I think he's at least worth uh, a gander if you're trying to find uh, a value play and, and the other stuff isn't an opening up for you. Um, not going to go with a big there. I don't like Len. I don't like Lopez at all. The guy that I like, but I'm, I can't suggest him on this 20-team slate is Daniel Gafford. That that guy is a really good DFS points per minute, rebounds, blocks, and he scores. And I think he'll probably get 20 minutes here. And on a smaller slate, I would recommend him. Uh, maybe a GPP shot, because if he does get 25 to 28 minutes, you know, he could get, you know, mid-30s and be a difference maker. But uh, keep an eye on him. Hopefully they suppress Leonard or Lopez and, and let him uh, – start because i think he's their best center it looked like when he first came over in that deal that he was and he did start and then he got hurt now it's sort of a share but he's the guy i'd consider of that of those big so uh you know this could be four guys of my lineup out of this game probably three uh i think you know definite exposure to this game is extremely necessary yeah i like this game a lot as well and we'll have a couple stars in here. Right now, I'm leaning to a couple of the, a couple of the other ones from you. I like Beal on the Wizards' side. Okay. He's, I can't fault that. Yeah, he, he scored 47 against the Pelicans when they played before. Now, Westbrook didn't play that game. But I, I still think this is just the, the, the perfect matchup for him. Uh, we talk about it all the time. New Orleans can't stop the three-point shooting. Uh, and Beal, so much cheaper than Westbrook. 
And I, I, agree, I agree it makes sense to pick one of them on this slate. So I'm leaning towards Beal, and I like Ingram on the other side because if I'm going to pay up for Embiid, uh, it'd be a lot tougher to also pay up for Zion. And you know, you, know, you got to bite the bullet somewhere, though, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's where I'm looking for the pay-up guys. I'm hoping that Lonzo sits to get a few more shots for Ingram. And I agree you could look at one of the other guys for the Pelicans, Najee Marshall, if he starts, Kyra Lewis Jr., one of those guards in the 3K range I was talking about. And then on the Wizards side, uh, Bertans is still an option for me. 3700 on FanDuel. Um, you get plenty of possessions and open threes here. He is so fun to watch as a shooter coach. He gets it, and he shoots it with one of the fastest releases in the NBA from deep. It doesn't matter if he's six feet behind the line. He is ready to catch and shoot. And he's just an yeah. awesome shooter. So. And, and on top of that, he's so tall. That right. With that kind of release, nobody's going to be able to get to him in it, time. It really helps with his confidence. He knows he's going to get a shot off. So he just he just plans to do it, and he does. And he, 34 footers look like foul shots. Oh, my gosh. You know? it's, it's, it's weird. It is impressive. <laughs> and then Ish Smith on the other side is another guard to get some exposure to this game. He got much bigger minutes last game, yeah. and, and Neto took a hit. So Ish Smith yeah. would be the backup guard I would look at over there potentially. I'm so scared of those those guys, though, because they're both good, mm-hmm. but you just don't know you know who's, who's going to get the minutes. That's right. the, the scary thing. Yeah. All right, the next game, we go to 730, and this one has Brooklyn in it, which is kind of nice. We love their, their pace, their offense, and their lack of defense. And yeah. uh, a little bit surprised that the total here, 223.5, they are favored by 12.5. And yeah. on the Charlotte side, the, the big thing here, of course, injury news continues with uh, with Hayward still out, LaMelo still out. Now we have Graham out tonight, P.J. Yeah. Washington doubtful, Brad Wanamaker questionable. So that yeah, takes away... They've gotten just hammered yeah. with injuries. So that takes away a lot of their offensive punch. But, you know, it is a great matchup. And so Rozier comes right to the forefront. Um, For sure. You know, good option, I think, on both sides. Gets the great matchup. He's going to have the ball in his hands all night. So uh, he's a a key option for me tonight. And I think Caleb Martin will likely start again. And the last time he started, uh, double-double, added five assists. Uh, just absolutely smashed value. He's in the 3K range on both sites. So yeah. he, he's a value play I like. And then you could also look at somebody like Bridges. Uh, I would think he would get 15 shots or more, uh, you know, more expensive. But uh, he, he's an option here. That's kind of where I'm focused there on the Charlotte side. I do want to get, you know, de- you know, solid exposure to those guys against Brooklyn's bad defense. And then with Brooklyn... We should have Kyrie and KD out there together for the first time in a while. That'll be fun. KD is an option for me here because you look at the the trend in his minutes. He's gone 18, 23, 27. So if we get him over 30 minutes, um, low 9K range, uh, this this could be a good opportunity to get some, some Durant exposure. And looking at the rest of Brooklyn's lineup, um, here's another starting five I'm kind of curious about. Do they go smaller and they, they get Shamit out there again, who started the last game, or do they go a little bit bigger and potentially start Jeff Green again? Uh, I figure DeAndre Jordan will probably start after that retirement news from LaMarcus Aldridge that I talked about yesterday. That was crazy. Yeah, really, really crazy. So um, maybe a one-off with some Brooklyn value because you do have some decent price tags here, but... I really like Caleb Martin on the other side and Rozier. I'm going to have a lot of exposure to those guys. Yeah, this this is a really intriguing game. I mean, I think there's some some real gems in here that that could make a difference in your lineup. You know, it, it's funny we joke about you know the two twin, the Martin twins for Charlotte, but I mean it really is tough to figure out because Cody has been the better player, but all of a sudden now Caleb has stepped up and done better so man i'll tell you i think dfs should make a blanket rule you take one martin you get them both that's that's my, <laughs> just get that's the best score out of either one 
Yeah, because it, it truthfully is very tough. I mean, there's not one that's like a million times better than the other one. Caleb's been better recently, but Cody uh, also gets minutes and has been better prior. So right. for me, because my brain can't take looking at like the same guy out there and not knowing which one to root for, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to avoid that situation. But uh, my top play on the whole slate, you know who it is. I guarantee you know who it is. Rogier. It is. It is. I think he gets 30 shots. I think he's a dominant player that, you know, they may try to bring in uh, a stopper to try to guard him off the bench or Brown or somebody. But <clears throat> I think that the way this game sets up, you know, the pace, uh, the de- the lack of defense, uh, Ro- Rozier's just got to shine here. I and mean, he's the last man standing of, of their four best players. So, I'm all over him. He's in every lineup. I think, you know, regardless that he's a little expensive, I don't see how you get away from it. For me, in cash games, even if it's a blocker, because he's going to be highly owned and just think he's automatic. I also like Miles Bridges a bit here. Uh, and, I, and McDaniels is playable to me. Uh, McDaniels is a sneaky guy because, uh, you know, he'll grab a lot of those rebounds, loose rebounds. He, he really crashes the boards and his price is right. Miles is a little expensive, but with PJ out, you know, he's he's sort of taken over that playing the four, almost playing a little bit of backup five, just sort of doing everything. The only problem with Miles at times is he, he doesn't get enough shots up, like you said. And they don't, you know, they don't run a lot for him. And he's more of a creates his own offensive rebound and gets out and, and runs and, and is a great finisher on the break, which is the reason I'm considering him. Brooklyn likes to push the ball. There's going to be up a lot of up and down. So, uh, you know, definitely Rozier considering McDaniels leaning towards bridges on the Brooklyn side with spending all the money on Westbrook and Zion. Uh, unfortunately I can't afford Durant. He would be my pick on that side. Uh, definitely fading Kyrie at that huge price now that, that KD's back. I think he'll defer uh, quite a bit to, to KD. And I think KD gets 28 to 32 minutes, which makes me want to play him. And, you know, I'm not saying I might not switch from Zion to him at some point during the day. But uh, as of right now, uh, I'm not going to go there. I, you know, even with uh, LaMarcus retiring, and that was sad news because I loved watching him play. He's, you know, he was, he's one of the last guys standing that is a mid-range shooter. And that that I loved the mid-range shooter guys through my lifetime, the Bernard Kings and all the guys that at 15, 17-footer from the baseline or wherever, just automatic, like a layup. Now nobody takes them. You see guys with 20 field goal attempts, literally, 10 of them were threes and 10 of them are in the paint. So, you know, it's it's a dying art, but I think it's underrated. And I'll tell you, guys, like Luke, it drives me nuts when Luca drives to the paint, has a five-foot shot open, and he slings it out for somebody to take a three. Take the two points, for God's sakes. Do you, you like gotta, it? Do you like it when Luca takes off-balance threes at the buzzer? Uh, from three down by two, yeah, yeah you occasionally. Like those? Yes, I, 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 I did fall on the floor. So if, if it was recorded, I, I, I stumbled off the couch to jump up when that ball went in and I went down. So <laughs> if it was recorded, it would have been hilarious. I was fine, but I did kiss the, kiss the ground a bit, but it was worth it for that win. But, but anyway, uh, to get back to that is, you know, I, I think it's a dying art and LaMarcus was one of the best of all times to do that and, uh, definitely going to miss him. But, I still don't feel comfortable with the inside players for Brooklyn. It's just drives me nuts. I'm not even going to go there because green Jordan Claxton, you know, uh, uh, Blake. Blake. I mean, it's like, come on, man. I just, I don't want to have that stress and you can't afford to stub your toe. You know, I've looked at some of the, the latest slates I've done. I've been spot on with every guy. And then, couple of times there's that one guy that just murders you Harkless killed me the one night um i'm not i can't i don't i try to erase those things from my my mind right. but the, the problem is if you take a guy like a jordan and he plays 12 minutes or maybe you think this is the claxton rotation game and he plays 12 minutes i mean 
it's it's just too too scary on a slate this big. So for me, you know, it's I, I doubt I'm going to have any Brooklyn action here unless I end up uh, giving in and going with Durant. But I do really like the Charlotte side. I think this plays into their hands because they're shorthanded and certain guys are going to just have to step up. So it's a good game. Absolutely. How about the other 730 game? The other 730 game We've Got lots is, of injuries there too, especially with Toronto. We do. We do. And uh, this game is uh, Toronto by two and a half. It's only 218 and a half. So here we go. I got the other monster news game as far as guys out. And uh, we had talked a little bit before the pot. I think Toronto's mailing it in. I think Nick Nurse... And they're 12 games under 500. I know they've got 10 teams with this play and stuff, but, you know, I, I don't think that they're really uh, going after it right now. So we'll see. But they are sitting uh, a boatload of guys. Again, you've got uh, Ananobi, Siakam, and Lowry, three of their best four players out. Uh, Bembry Doubtful and Trent Doubtful. So... <laughs> You're basically left with Fred Van Vliet, who's been out. And so, you know, we need more news on him to see if there's any restrictions, what the situation's going to be. I think you he's know, still he, out, isn't he? Is he out? Let me double check him, that. I have him listed here as in, but that's something we need to know. Because he's been out for quite some time. But I had him listed as in. But the key will be with him when he does come back, if he is back today, is that, you know, is there going to be a minutes restriction or is it just, you know, full board? He gets yeah. out there and plays his 30. You're right. He's not listed on the injury report for today with that hip issue. So he is on right. track and, to play. And I think a lot of people are going to do the same thing you did is assume he's still out. And he could, if that's the case and he gets under the radar a little bit, uh, and he's not restricted, he could be a slate breaker because none of their other players that shoot the ball, except Flynn, who's you know grown into that role. I mean, right now, I have the probable lineup, Van Vliet, Flynn, Watanabe, Boucher, and Birch. So, you know, I'm going to dig in on this Van Vliet news. He could be a phenomenal play, even though he's a little pricey. It could really pay off. If he's going to be restricted, though, I think you got to go right to Flynn again, who takes a lot of shots and is playing with so much more uh, confidence. You certainly can go with Boucher. They've played this Boucher-Birch group, uh, two guys together. And Birch is also playable here. Um, you know, Orlando's a, a G League team. So, you know, you if you get big minutes from those key guys, Flynn, Boucher, and Birch, they're all in play. So Toronto is my secret squirrel team not just guy here i'd like to have at least two of their their guys uh in my lineup and i just need you know we need to dig in on that news so follow us in discord jump in at dfscoachtalk.com we'll also be you know putting some stuff up on twitter uh we're at dfscoachtalk on the orlando side um we have some news as well we've got bomba questionable which is important because he Splits time with Carter if he plays. MCW is also out, um, which brings one of my guys back into play a little bit that I used to use at the beginning of the year, and that's Cole Anthony. If he's going to get uh, the big run at point, uh, he is certainly an option if you need a value guy there. Again, just based on, on what news is going to open up. Um, not comfortable going with anybody else here. Harris, Ennis, Okiki, Carter, you know, there are other guys that are rotating in there. Uh, Carter can be considered if Obama is ruled out, but I'm still not a big fan, even though he did have a good game the last time out. So for me, it's going to be jump on Toronto, a couple of guys. And if I need a, a pivot, a point to make the salary work, if, if I get nuts and try to get Williamson and, uh, KD in there, then I, I may look at a Cole Anthony, but, uh, don't don't sell the Raptors short tonight with the rotation that they're going to have. Yeah, there's definitely an opportunity there to get one of those guards in. I like Birch, though, as my favorite Raptor tonight. Uh, he's going to be feeling good going back uh, to play against his former mates. Uh, 
Oh, you know uh, that. Not in Orlando, but against them. And he's, you know, although all his a, mates got traded. <laughs> true. A lot of them did. But as a starter, uh, you know, he's on top of the world now. So yeah. I, I like his, uh, his uh, potential here tonight. And then, I like it. And you know, you always get a hard run from him, too. Right. When, when you, you know, that's all I ask sometimes. If you put a DFS guy in there, just bust your tail. Some guys just go through the motions, you know? Exactly. Definitely yeah. like how he plays. And then with Orlando, you could go with Cole Anthony if, if he starts. I do like Gary Harris here. Really cheap price on both sites and got up to 30 minutes last game. And yeah. I just think he was just in a funk in Denver and wasn't getting many shots. I think he has really good potential. Um, and if he's getting shots, we know that he can get steals and mix in a few rebounds. So I like Gary Harris here as an option. Um, he's probably my favorite player there, and I, I will have Birch a lot. Very nice. All right. Now we get to skip to the 8 o'clock game. So. Yeah, second half of the slate here. We've got Memphis in Chicago, 225 total. Memphis favored by 4.5. Front end of a back-to-back for both teams. Um you combine that with the good pace, 7th and 11th, and then you do have some injuries that are key on both sides. With Memphis, we have Melton and Winslow still out, Clark questionable, and then with Chicago, Mr. Levine is out. Big news there, and then uh, Sadoransky is probable. So with Memphis here quickly, if, if, if Clark sits, Kyle Anderson gets a bump, you know, he's a decent price on DraftKings. Uh, Grayson Allen or Brooks could certainly get it done in a high, high-paced high game here, but uh, they're both a little bit inconsistent. So I'm more interested in on the Chicago side, and Levine has played 53 of the 54 Bulls games. The one game he missed was that game against Phoenix, and what they did was they started Sadoransky. They went small or, or big with Patrick Williams, Markinen, Thad Young, and Vucevic. That was the starting yeah. five that night. I think there's a good chance we'll get that again, assuming Sadoransky starts. And, you know, Laurie Markkinen is really cheap because he's gone back to the bench. His minutes have gone down. So there's a, a, a value option for you in the 3K range on both sites. Yeah. Um, Can't but, believe that his price is in the 3K. He yeah. was supposed to be a star. I know, but now he's getting, you know, 16 to 20 minutes off the bench. Crazy. So I think that changes tonight. You you could look at him. Vucevic should get a few more shots, but I don't think I want to pay up for him against Valanchunas. I'd rather pay up for Embiid if I'm going to pay up at center. And yeah. then the guy we got to mention here is the one who stepped up in that game against Phoenix. Uh, Valentine uh, had a huge game, 29 minutes, 19-6-4. Um, so yeah. I, I like him here. I, I like him better than Troy Brown Jr., Two guys who stand to benefit from Levine's absence. So Markinen and, and Valentine are the value options for me here. And uh, that's what I'm probably looking at this game for is a, is a value a value player. Yeah, you know, I this game smells to me of a low-scoring game. I just I don't like the feel of it with Levine out, with the two bigs, Joe Val and, and uh Vukovic uh, battling a bit inside. It just feels like a half-court kind of game. You know, not having Levine in there is definitely going to slow things down. I think there'll be times where it's, uh, you know, obviously either Sadoransky or or White at point. I think, you know, you get Garrett Temple back in the mix now, which confuses things a little bit. Uh, Markinen, who's in their doghouse all season, basically, it's hard to trust, you know, what uh, Donovan's going to do with him. I don't think he likes him. So, uh, yeah, you know, Thad Young has been the guy that always comes up for me with Chicago because he's so efficient with the minutes that he gets. So I do want to see the starting lineup because if it is the way it was, just as you pointed out very adeptly there the last time where they have marketing starting, I do like Thad Young because – He's not, Markin's not going to take that 20 minutes right from Young. It may split a little bit with him getting the extra minutes for filling Levine's spot in the starting lineup. So I want to see that move. Uh, not willing, as good as Valentine playing the last game, I'm just not willing on this big of a slate to go 
uh, to those risky guys because, you know, I mean, Valentine screams of a guy that, you know, scores 29 and then six. You know, I just, you know, it, it's just too risky it's, as a cash player. Great GPP play because he could, you know, have the confidence and follow back up with 25 points again. Um, on the Memphis side, you know, Jaw's playable here. He's playing well. And I don't, you know, I don't like Kobe's D, but I respect Sato's D. Um, they may even play a little temple on him at times just to slow him down. Uh, you know, I just, I don't think I'm going anywhere here. I just don't like the feel of this game. And, you know, I may play uh, the under uh, 225 and a half uh, just for if there's any interest. That would be my, my favorite play as far as... Uh, the wagering side, but I think I'm going to pass this game, Andrew. Okay. All right. The next game on the board is Denver and Houston. We've got um, uh, very little news here. Very little news, uh, which is very odd. I mean, you still got a boatload of guys out uh, for Houston. I'll give you the whole rundown just to show how sad it is for those poor guys. Augustine Brown, Exum, Gordon House, and Nawaba. All still out. But we got all the main players, uh, except we know Jamal Murray's after the season. So Monte Morris got the start last time. Uh, certainly, uh, actually, the Faku was on me, not uh, anybody else, because I thought Compazzo would play and possibly start, but he did not do well in relief there. So, you know, still not sold on the Morris thing. I think uh, Compazzo gets some of those minutes. Um, you know, the, the question is, do you want to pay up for a guy like the Joker? I'm not going to have the money to do it. I really respect Wood's defense anyway. Um, you know, Wood can go out and guard him for however far away he wants to go from the basket. I think that, you know, the Denver side to me, I have a little bit of interest in Will Barton because his price is good and he gets the big minutes and, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Same thing, uh, not sure I'm going to go there with Gordon. He, he's been a good addition to that team, but inconsistent. Good games and just average games. <clears throat> so, um, you know, Barton and Porter will get a little bit of a look. On the Houston side, you know, the, the thing is, uh, and I mentioned this last day, uh, last slate, Wall, Porter, Olenek, and Wood, and even Tate, I mean, those guys – are the key guys now and they're sharing the ball and they're doing better offensively as a group. Uh, generally it seems like we've had these the pricing has been formulated on a lot of these guys when several of the other ones were out. So, you, you know, walls price, uh, Porter and woods prices specifically, all three of them are just a little bit too high, uh, for me from a comfort level. Um, I, I like, all three of those guys. I think they all have a lot of potential, but I, I don't think I can pay the price for them. Um, Olenek's the only guy that's price is at least reasonable that you, you know, you can consider a little bit, but uh, you know, I, and I, I don't think, I think they'll get ownership Houston and deservedly so, but I'm not sure on the shared minutes and shared usage uh, that it's going to be a target for me. Yeah, not a huge target game overall for me. I'm not thrilled about the Denver side with everybody out there. Uh, I do like how Gordon is trending and the potential for him in this offense Yeah, uh, w without Murray. And he's just in the 5K range. I mean, the guy's got plenty of talent to smash that, He, but he hasn't been getting a ton of shots. So right. I'm really... Where do you think Murray's usage goes to? How does it spread? I think like, let's say he takes 25 shots. Where do those shots go? That's my my dilemma. I, I think it's um, you know I think it's going to be pretty balanced. Monte okay. Morris will get a few. Porter Jr. I think will get a few more. And Gordon, he's the guy that has to because when he's been there those first few games, he wasn't getting many shots at all. So right. that's why I think this is the real key place to look in these next yeah. couple games is what happens with him. Um, yeah. Cause they have to land somewhere. And yeah. when I, when I broke out the game, I ended up just dispersing them sort of evenly. Mm -hmm. And 
And, you know, that doesn't help for DFS. But if we can, you know, get a, a real boost, maybe you're right. Because Gordon does play that sort of points uh, big man kind of role. He could be the biggest beneficiary. And that it might be good to get on him before everybody else realizes that, you know. Right. Now, on the other side, Houston with those prices, it's almost like uh, Phoenix in, in a way with do you do you invest in a guy like Wall who's had 30 actual points here multiple times recently or a guy like Wood uh, he's had two straight games over 50 fantasy points yeah. and that's the guy I'm leaning towards especially on FanDuel where he's only 7800 and I think the matchups are going to work out that Gordon will be on Wood and Jokic will be on Olenek and I think Wood uh, can manage all right you know it's not a great pace game because Denver's 29th but right. I, I just have you know an affinity for Wood with his game it's anytime he's in the 7k range and our, our resident expert on the Nuggets Joe Stanton agrees with me on those matchups so um, I'm looking nice. at that one yep um, and Wall I think could get it done again uh, and and the nice thing about him is he really does push it Houston is yeah. fifth in pace, and he's almost like Westbrook in that sense, where he pushes it so hard that they get extra possessions, um, mm. which is nice. So Wood is probably my favorite play here tonight, um, but not thrilled about the game overall. I agree, because as much as Houston pushes it, Denver slows it down, and generally it seems like Denver is like Utah. They control pace regardless. Yep. All right, the next 8 o'clock game, Miami and Minnesota. 219 yeah. and a half total uh heat favored by seven and a half uh this is basically a pass game for me yeah N- no no big news we've got Iguodala questionable Jalen Noel questionable on the other side but Miami's got the slow pace uh you know it's a great matchup for them but Butler's 9200 he's been banged up a little bit with with the ankle Bam is a good price um, you know, so those guys are playable. Ariza, the the value play, of course. Uh, we've got all the guards back, uh, and I don't think you need to go to one of those guys on this slate with many other cheaper guard options. And then with Minnesota, just a, such a tough matchup with Miami's sixth-ranked defense. I think Jimmy can really shut down Edwards. Cat, ultra-expensive, has to go against Bam. So this is likely a full pass for me, Coach. You know, I'm I'm right with you. I I don't like this game either, and I think they're you know they're it will get some ownership. You know, Butler, Bam, Cat, um, maybe even a little Edwards. Uh, I I don't like the game either. Uh, again, you've got uh, Miami that I think will try to control you know the the tempo of the game. Uh, they've got all their guards back, so you know, good luck trying to figure out that six guard rotation. And you know, Ariza has probably been one of the better value plays this last 10 days. And, you know, he is a good play here again. He can be played, uh, you know, if you re- if not, the, there's not a whole lot of other value that opens up. He's on that list, short list uh, of possible guys. As, you know, as is McDaniels on the other side of the ball. I've been, for some reason, these McDaniel brothers are, have been in my uh, radar lately because they both play hard. They're getting better. They're getting minutes, and their price is good. So, uh, not not uh, ruling him out either. The two value guys, Ariza and McDaniel's. The only problem is, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out who Ariza is going to guard because whoever Butler and Ariza guard, I generally eliminate. I think Butler goes on Edwards though, and so if Ariza slips up and guards Okogie rather than McDaniel's and they try to put Duncan Robinson on McDaniels, then that's a play. So uh, I'm going to do a little more digging there, see what that rotation is going to look like. But, uh, yeah, I would. I, I just don't like Edwards and Towns. I've played a lot recently, but they're facing square in the teeth, Butler and, and Bam, so that eliminates that. You know, Bam is probably a really good play. Cat's not a good defender. Major pace-up game for Miami. Um, you know, he's probably the best play on this team. I just don't have the salary to, to utilize here. But, you know, if, if I was playing a GPP one-off, uh, I would I would take Bam 
uh, out of this game, but I'm not crazy about it either. Excellent. Um, all right, let's. We got two games left. Uh, before we get to these last two games, real quickly, this is the best time to try our three-day pass. It's a Friday. If you're listening to this, we've got a huge slate tonight: NBA, MLB, and the weekend PGA. So jump in, ten bucks. Dip your toe in the water. Water. Try it out. Fantastic community there. Just go to dfscoachtalk.com. And your option will be right on there uh, for memberships. You want to try the three-day, you get everything Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you got all the baseball, uh, multiple slates for both baseball and uh, basketball uh, all three days. And again, that that golf uh, weekend-only lineup, which has been really hot lately. Uh, so you can catch all of that. If you want to choose a different membership, we have multiple options there. If, uh, if you want to uh, get a free membership from now until June 1st, you can go to betus.com.pa, deposit $149 if it's your first deposit with BetUS, and then just shoot us uh, an alert on uh, at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. Let us know that you signed up with them. We'll confirm that, and then we'll plug you right into Discord for tonight's action, uh, and you'll have a free membership with us all the way until June 1. So take advantage of that uh, as well. Um, love to have you. Community's growing. A lot of good insight in there. Uh, Crash Davis, as we call him, uh, also known as Josh, is doing a terrific job with baseball. Uh, his sidekick, Tyler Pitzer, they'll be providing uh, baseball lineups Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'll be providing baseball with Josh uh, or Crash, as they say, uh, tonight. So definitely great time. We'd love to have you. Uh, jump aboard, check us out. All right, the uh, 8.30 game, and then we've got an hour time till that last game, which happens to be the Mavericks. But uh, before that game, we've got Portland and San Antonio. Uh, you know, so interesting matchup. San Antonio's on the first night of a back-to-back. It is Portland minus two. And how about this number, Andrew? 232 and a half. Yep. That's a pretty pretty hefty number for a Spurs game. Um, the only guy that I have questionable right now is Gorgie Jeng. Uh, I think everybody else is ready to roll it out there. Um, you know, and that becomes an issue for me with Portland. Uh, Portland has been the most stackable team so much because they generally have two studs in there. But now that you're looking at Lillard, McCullum, Powell, Covington, Nurkic, and then Canner off the bench. And then, you know, those guys are all going to get theirs. And, you know, I think you're going to get DeJounte Murray, who I really respect his defense. I think he goes for goes at Lillard. Uh, so if I was going to play somebody on the Portland side, I would look at CJ. I think CJ would be my favorite trailblazer. I'm not sure he's going to make the cut for me, but he is in my player pool. Um, you know, I think Robert Covington's minutes have been safe. It's just his price has fluctuated a little bit, but you know, he's 30 plus minutes every night. He's in there, you know, for defensive purposes, three and D, but he will get some stocks for you for sure. And he's a playable guy, uh, at a tough position of power forward. Um, on the San Antonio side, even though it's Portland's defense is horrific, you know, nobody just flies off the page to me. Uh, my favorite spur here would be DeJounte Murray, though. I mean, he gets Lillard or McCollum defense for the most part, and neither one of them do a great job there. You know, my problem is, is he going to get the full run that he needs to? I mean, if he could, if this guy played like Fox minutes, like 38 minutes, and I, I'd play him a lot because... He's extremely talented. He, he, he's an adept three-point shooter. He's incredibly quick. I mean, I'd, I'd compare him to, you know, Fox speed-wise and, you know, primetime John Wall days. I mean, these guys are sleek, fast dudes. And, um, you know, I think he's he's certainly going to be in my player pool. I'd love to have DeJounte Murray, but if if I can afford him, uh, he would be the, way, the, the spot I'd want to go. Um, you know, DeRozan's their number one guy, great pace up game, a lot of potential points here. So he's got to be considered. So 
for me, you know, this game is decent. I don't always trust Spurs games, uh, but, you know, I think McCollum is a great play. You can look at Covington. Murray, I really want to roster. And if you have the salary, if you passed on uh, a, a decent price guy or you're going with more of a mid-level build, DeRozan is expensive but still falls below uh, those elite prices with some of the other guys. So not a bad game all in all, Andrew. Yeah, interesting here with the, with the higher total. Um, like you said, though, everybody out there for the key players on both sides. So for me, it's a lot of guys who are just barely not quite as attractive as some of the other options on the slate. So okay. it'd most likely be more of a mid-tier guy as the last guy in the lineup, a guy like Powell or Covington or on San Antonio, been playing around a little bit and ending up with Derek White. Um so, you know, the thing, again, though, with San Antonio front end of a back-to-back, so yep. hard to trust. And like you said, I mean, guy like DeJounte Murray, not he's not going to get 38 minutes like we would get with Fox. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a whole different analysis with the Spurs. So it, it's a decent chance it'll end up a pass for me uh, in large part because it's a front end for, for San Antonio. Makes sense. He definitely can get stung or it can break the slate. That's the tough part about Spurs games. Exactly. All right, uh, last game of the night. It does involve those Mavericks. Uh, five and a half point favorites at home against the Knicks. Second ESPN game here. Um, everybody wants to watch Luke on Friday night, so here we go. Yeah. And the the injury news here, not too significant. We have Nerlens Noel questionable with the ankle. He missed the last game, and Taj Gibson played 35 minutes. That's unreal. Yeah, so we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, Noel um, back there in Dallas, and we do like to play centers against them. And these guys are both cheap, but if if Noel is playing, then probably a decent chance they both play 24 minutes, which makes yeah. it uh, tough. And then Randall, uh, pretty expensive here in in a slow paced game because we always have at least half of a hesitation with New York because of their their pace, they're last in the league. And now Dallas, 25th on the other side, with a defense that's improving, as you've been talking about. So not my favorite night to, to get to Randall. And because of the pace, probably won't go with any of the New York guards. And then on the Dallas side, don't like the matchup at all. New York's number three in the league. Uh, so I don't want to pay up for Luka or, or Porzingis. Brunson just continues to be so solid whether he's starting coming off the bench his price doesn't go up for some reason even after a a near triple double last game so he's probably the guy most likely to play as a value but uh, mostly a pass game here for me coach yeah you know this i'm not i don't have a lot of interest in this game either i i think it'll be one of the lower scoring dirk behind you i know he doesn't like to hear that Dirk has cotton in his ears. He he's <laughs> sick of my podcast. He doesn't listen to a thing anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the two eleven total uh, is is quite alarming. Uh, and Dallas is favored by five and a half here. But you know, I, I just see no reason to roster anybody on Dallas for sure. I mean, if you're not going to play Luca, or if you're lucky enough to spin the roulette wheel and pick the one out of five games that Porzingis goes off, good luck there. But against this this slow Knicks team with a great D, uh, it just makes no sense to to spend all your money uh, here. Uh, so Dallas easy pass for me today. Knicks though, I you know, I I am toying with Julius Randle here, and the reason being is, you know, if Noel is hurt and he's questionable right now, he missed the last game, like you said. Todd Gibson's not a center, first of all. He's he's a four. And if if he's going to play big minutes and the only other big that they really play is Julius, he's the four slash five, going to get all the rebounds. Uh, Dallas can't stop anybody on the interior. I know the pace is going to be slow and it, you know, but I, I just think Julius is extremely tempting here. Um, you know, it, I may definitely pivot to him as opposed to one of the more expensive guys earlier. Um, certainly can't afford them all, but 
you know, it, it is, and I wasn't trying to, but it, it, my lineup is coming out to be more of a stars and scrubs because the scrubs happen to be just really good value plays. It's not as much, you know, you're you're digging for, for gold. I mean, these guys that we're calling scrubs are going to get 30-plus minutes. So you can, you know, in doing that, I would love to, to you know, ratchet up Julius here because he's due for a big game. Dallas doesn't really have the answer for him. They'll start Maxi Kleba on him, but you know he'll probably he could easily get in some foul trouble. And then if they if their secondary option is to go either KP or Melly or a Willie Cauley Stein, and those guys can't hang with him at all. So I just I think Julius is a great play here. His price is sort of ridiculous, but. Uh, I think he's the best play. I don't like anybody else from this game. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people out there say, well, wait a minute, this game starts an hour later than all the rest. It's on national TV. Got to have exposure here. Well, you know, you don't. I mean, if if the uh, New Orleans-Washington game was at this 930 spot and flipped with Dallas on the earlier one, you know, I'm going to – you know, and this is important for all people that want to win at this consistently. You can't worry about, you know, who am I going to get to watch in the late game? If it's a bad game, it's a bad game. If it's a great game, it's a great game. And this just happens to be one of the lower scoring, lowest paced, better defensive matchups of the night. So don't be afraid to pass it all together. Um, and, and, you know, toy with Julius Randle because I know he's going to have a solid game. The question is, can he blow up the slate? Yeah, he's always tempting, no doubt about it. Yeah. So uh, we know you'll be watching the game for sure you know as, as the Mavs guys. So uh, yeah. it's going to be a fun Friday night here with this 10-game slate. Hope you all enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can also follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can follow me at Language Olympic. And we'll be back tomorrow. Coach will be running the next NBA podcast. We do seven days a week. So hopefully, if you like these shows, uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube if you haven't already. And appreciate the thumbs up and likes wherever you're listening. Appreciate all your support. And that will wrap it up for today. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.